web the thing how you doing people it is november 23rd 2020 monday november 23rd 2020 i'm dave rubin i'm feeling very refreshed had a nice weekend didn't pay too much attention to politics i am caffeinated i had some water a few people said last week that i looked a little parched uh, that i should have more water that i had paused a couple times because my mouth seemed dry so i have plenty of water here and I've got my coffee. I think it's a coffee-related thing. Uh, but I'm in a good mood. Uh, there's a lot going on. Obviously, it's a bit of a short week because of Thanksgiving, and I will be celebrating Thanksgiving. I hope you will be celebrating Thanksgiving. I hope you'll be with friends and family and everything else. We will be. Um, we're going to fight the power over here at the, uh, the Dave Rubin compound. Um, there's a lot going on. You're not going to believe it, guys. There's, there's really a lot going on right now. So we're going to recap. And you know, every week we go from one bananas thing to a bonkers thing to a crazy thing and everything else. Well, it all sort of feels like it's coming to a head as we enter the end of 2020, right? Because you know we've got coronavirus, COVID, whatever you want to call it at this point. Everyone is, is in some version of lockdown. We have people rising up and fighting it. We have these authoritarian governors and mayors trying to keep us in our houses. So that's really been ramped up. And then, of course, there's everything going on with the election. Joe Biden says he's the president-elect. That's not official, obviously. That's just by media projections. Trump is not conceding anything. Then there was some weirdness. So this is going to be the first story we're going to cover today is the weirdness going on with Sidney Powell, who had some interesting things to say over the weekend. And then suddenly the Trump campaign distanced themselves from her. So we're going to talk about that first. Then I want to talk about uh, some COVID stuff, and I'm going to show you two really, really spectacular videos. One from Buffalo, where business owners have just had it, and they are actually kicking regulators out, and it's a really beautiful moment. Like it's a it's a tea party style moment from Buffalo, New York. I'm going to show you that, and then another video from Jersey this past weekend, where uh, some citizens of the great state of New Jersey saw their governor at a restaurant. Now, he's keeping everybody else in lockdown. Now, technically, you can be at a restaurant, but they were not having it, and, uh, and it's pretty great, and there's a, there's a Jersey feel to it with, with some of the language that you're only gonna get out of Jersey. Uh, and then finally, I wanna show you this video from, I, I suppose, a comedian named Amber Ruffin. I did not know who she was until a couple days ago, but I was flipping on the uh, on the Twitter there, and I saw a video that was in my timeline. I don't follow her, but it was promoted from the Peacock Network. And the Peacock Network is NBC's new streaming site. And I saw this, this really, really awful, crazy video that, well, let's just, let's just leave it at that. Just stick with me for, 15, 20 minutes, and we'll get to it in a little bit. But it's it's just the worst sort of intersectional lunacy and social justice nonsense being pushed by, by mainstream corporations in the name of tolerance and diversity, and it's just not that. Okay, but let, let's start with what's going on with the election right now. So I have said from the beginning, and I would welcome any of my critics to watch any of my videos over the last couple of weeks, I have said from the beginning that you can't take anyone's word for any of this. If Trump just says it was rigged, you can't take his word for it, and you can't take any lawyer's word for anything, and you can't take the mainstream media's 
uh, word for it when they say nothing was rigged and nothing happened and don't look here, right? Everybody's credibility is sort of shot. So the only thing that you can do in a time like that is try to go to where the facts are. And that's exactly what I've been trying to say this whole time, that it's one thing for Sidney Powell and Trump and, and whoever on any side of this to say, we know about fraud, we know about this, we know about that. Well, at some point you gotta show us the evidence. By the way, I've also been saying this entire time that you don't just leak out evidence. You know, a lot of people were angry at Tucker Carlson last week because it seemed like he was saying, well, Sidney Powell doesn't have evidence. And really what I was, my defense of Tucker, it was a defense of Tucker and Sidney actually, which was you don't leak things out. Imagine if you had a murder case next week, right? You got a murder case that you're trying seven days from now. Would you suddenly be telling the media and the other legal side and everything else, oh, well, you know, we did find this knife here and this guy told us this. And no, you'd wait till you were in court. Now we're in a weird time these days where, where lawyers are always doing things on television and obviously there's a, a certain magnifying glass on this because it's the election. Um, but in essence, Tucker was saying, well, she didn't provide any evidence. And Sidney Powell was saying, well, actually we offered you some, some testimony and some affidavits, which they didn't want to air. But I think what really happened there was that if anything, Tucker was trying to, to set up something, right? Like basically he was like, okay, we have her on, but we can't, uh, or we're going to talk about the story, but in essence, we can't confirm this until there's evidence, which is the truth. That's exactly what I've been saying. So now I'm going to show you two things here because there was a really uh, interesting twist of events this weekend. So first off, Sidney Powell, who was, was is the key word here, uh, until the last 24 hours, basically, was on the Trump legal team. She was on Newsmax TV talking about what she's got. So let's take a look at the clip and then we'll go from there. How, how, what is your timeline as, as you look at this, you know, what's the timeline you think before you can, you can put out some of this evidence that can really, you know, if you want to, if you want to shut the media up or they say that you guys have nothing, when will you have some of this stuff that's, that's this hardcore evidence in paper and writing? Well, frankly, the affidavits we've already introduced are hardcore evidence. They're okay. firsthand testimony of witnesses who saw how and why the system was created and how it worked to accomplish the objective for Hugo Chavez. They're people who saw ballots being destroyed. We've got evidence from people who saw fake ballots being created. We've got all kinds of different evidence. And then we've got the statistical and mathematical evidence that's absolutely irrefutable. I mean, a coin doesn't land on the same side when you flip it 186,000 times. You can't just inject 86,000 Biden votes and expect anybody to believe those are real, and they're not. When we, when we the, see... No matter how you yeah. analyze the statistics, whether it's a predictive model or the actual data as it comes in, it, it doesn't hold water. And we've got other testimonial evidence that appears to be coming in now to indicate the Democrats literally added 35,000 votes to every Democratic candidate to begin with. 35 in, in, in any particular state or you say 35,000 where? We've got it definitely all over one state and I would be willing to bet it happened everywhere. Okay, so as I've said many times, you can't just take Sidney Powell's word for it, right? You just can't take that. But she's laying out some very specific things. She's saying we have firsthand testimony. Uh, she's saying that they, they saw ballots destroyed. And then she's also talking about the statistical evidence. Hey, Connor, I'm getting a little feedback here. If you could just cut that for me, thanks. 
Um, so, okay, so she's laying something out, but you, again, you can't just take her word for it, but she's saying, this is what we have and this is what we're gonna present to the courts. Now, that was this weekend, and then yesterday, things got a little stranger because suddenly Rudy Giuliani, who's heading the Trump legal team, he put out a statement. So let's, uh, let's read the statement here. Quote, Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Okay, so now this gets really interesting because we showed the clip, but she was at the press conference with Giuliani and Jen Ellis, the other two lawyers that involved her, at least on the public side. Uh, she was at the press conference last week. So something happened in the midst of this. Now, I saw a whole bunch of people saying all sorts of stuff over the last little bit. People are saying, well, Sidney Powell is obviously insane. She's a conspiracy theorist and blah, blah, blah. Now, I, I still just don't buy that. I don't buy that this woman is just lighting herself on fire and has gone completely crazy. I suspect that she has some of the evidence that she's talking about and she's gonna try to lay it out in court, okay? Whether, whether that will be enough to prove anything or anything else, separate issue. But I saw a lot of people saying that. What strikes, what seems to me to be a more honest explanation or at least a more clear thinking explanation of what's going on here is that there may be reasons that Trump can't have Sidney Powell on the, the legal side of this because she's pursuing other things that seem more related to the voting systems and Dominion and everything else, while Giuliani and Jen Ellis, they're dealing with things at the state level and they're dealing with things related to dates that ballots came in and everything else. There may just be some strategic legal move there. This is one of these things where everyone pretends they're an expert in all of this. I'm not an expert in all of this, I, but I think I'm a pretty decent uh, explainer of just sort of human nature. And again, as I've said from the beginning, either Sidney Powell is about to drop the, the biggest bombshell in modern political times, if not in the last 200 years, or she's about to destroy herself. The, the Trump campaign separating themselves from that, I don't think is just like, oh, that woman is bananas, we don't want anything to do with her anymore. I think that there may be some legal reason for that. Now again, and I'll just say it one more time for today and then I'll move on. That doesn't mean that anything she said here is true in and of itself, and you can't believe it just because she said it, but she's telling you about that she has firsthand testimony, she's telling you about sworn affidavits, she was talking about people that were there when they set up the voting systems and all that. So we shall see is sort of where we're at with all that. But I saw all these people like, oh, the whole thing's over and the infighting and all that, and it's like, I don't know. I, I do wanna say one other thing on this which is that I am getting a tremendous amount of pushback, uh, in some cases from public people that have been on my show for even discussing any of this stuff, as if this stuff should not be discussed at all. Now, I'm giving you some basic info here. You know, we do this show usually in about 24 minutes. I'm not trying to, to beat you over the head with this. I'm not trying to make you a, conspir a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not trying to make you crazy. But when the mainstream media won't even give you any honest assessment of what might be going on here, and I saw suddenly all these mainstream people saying, oh, see, it's obvious, Sidney Powell's gone crazy, even crazy Giuliani won't, won't uh, defend her, won't back her anymore, and it's like, that, that's not news analysis, right? So I think I've given you some sort of basic news analysis here, which is that you don't trust the words in and of themselves, but, but the, the split that we're seeing here, there may be a reason for it, and if there isn't, if we find out that, there, that 
ultimately, and it, by the way, it'll all come out one way or another, like in a year from now, if this whole thing falls apart and Giuliani's like, yeah, I thought she was bananas and that's why we got her off the team, well, then that would be worth talking about. But but analyzing it as we get it now, there's nothing wrong with talking about that stuff. And I'm seeing a lot of people that just don't want us to talk about any of these things. Don't give it any air because it's all so crazy. And it's just like, that. that's not how I'm gonna behave. I'm, I'm just not gonna behave that way. And speaking of how I'm not gonna behave, I will also be having Thanksgiving. Oh, and by the way, I was out on the streets this weekend in LA on Saturday night after 10 p.m., which I'm pretty sure we weren't allowed to do. You know, we, we put these new orders, edicts, whatever you wanna call these stupid things from our ridiculous mayor, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom in California. You can't be out after 10 p.m. I mean, just, just absolute authoritarian drivel. Well, this is happening all over the country. People have had it with the lockdowns. Now, again, we know that COVID cases are going up. Our deaths going up. That's not, that's not what I'm seeing. Um, we know that 97.5 to 99% of people survive COVID and the people that don't ha usually have several other medical complications and they're usually uh, elderly people, meaning over the age of 80 roughly. But we've decided to wreck our economy, just shut down everything, destroy livelihoods, uh, pin people into lives of depression and alcoholism and drug abuse and all sorts of terrible things. Well, the people have had it. And I, for one, am on the side of the people that you have to make some decisions in your own life, as you guys know. So I'm gonna show you two videos here and they're both pretty spectacular. The first one is just, is just remarkable. So this is out of Buffalo, New York, where the Buffalo wing was invented. Uh, and I've spent a little time in Buffalo over the years. It's, it's chilly, but it's a great town. And uh, watch what happened here when government regulators, I mean, these are the middlemen, right? These are just the foot soldiers of these people who put out these crazy regulations. In the case of New York, Andrew Cuomo, the governor. Let's see what happens when uh, health department officials and the sheriff show up at a local business in Buffalo, New York. These people actually work for their money and they don't want to lose their livelihood. I've lost friends, Call I've lost family power. who've killed themselves. I've seen clients die because they've lost their livelihood. I'm sorry to hear that. I know you are, and I'm just I'm asking for you to guys have some compassion for the people that have lost everything. We do have compassion for people who Okay, well, you need to go have compassion out in the parking lot. This is private property. This is private property. This is private property. It's private property. Go get a warrant. Listen, man, this is private property. They're not wanted here. So do your jobs. Well, her job is. Well, no, no, your job is to remove people that are not wanted here. You have a We're wanted here. They're not. She's hiding her name tag. She had a name tag. It's my name. You can see my name. They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How come you have masks on? Don't worry about my health. My health isn't your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government. Okay, well, then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then 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 take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. Show me the law. Show me the law. Show me the law. Well, I think we got a good Mask. You have to leave. You guys have to leave. You have to leave. Right now, you're trespassing without a warrant. You need to leave. civil disobedience. You're trespassing. You're not trespassing. Doesn't matter. We have a right to be here. Get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Yes, you do. Come back with the warrant or you leave. Don't write the law. Outside. No, go on your They've phone outside. Go on your phone outside. I would really like it if you Where did you have a report? Okay, we would like to write the law. We would like to write the law. Who reported it? Who reported it? Who reported it? You know what? 
I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's anonymous, anonymous, right? It's yes, anonymous. It can't be anonymous. You need to know your accuser. You need to know you cannot be anonymous. Okay, you gotta go get a warrant. It cannot be anonymous. You gotta go get a warrant. You don't get to violate the Constitution. It does not matter. You don't circumvent or subvert the Constitution. Okay, Meth, you need to leave. Man, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is what America is all about. I, I am I am proud. Like I have a feeling of pride while watching that video. That is what it is all about, standing up to authoritarian governments and middle management people who have never created anything and who are trying to control you. There's some beautiful lines in there. So first off, one of the guys that comes in says they're just doing their job. They're just doing their job, as if they're not the bad guys, right? They're just doing their job. You know, you know what the Nazis used to say when they would put Nazis on trial? the Nuremberg trials and, and after the Holocaust, after World War II, they would put Nazis on trial and almost everybody would say, I was just following orders. D doesn't that sound an awful lot like, oh, I'm just doing my job. He's just doing his job. That that is how evil spreads. Evil doesn't spread because everyone suddenly becomes evil. Evil spreads because people, good people, just stop thinking. Good people just start turning on their neighbors. Good people start thinking that they should have power over other people. So, so these people who stood up to defend their business, I, I don't know their names, I, I, maybe we can find out a little bit more, but these are true American heroes. Th these are patriots. And what this was making me think, and they got rid of them, like they got them out of there. And, and, and basically those regulators, I'm not even saying they're bad people, they're just people who aren't thinking and they're just doing their job, their job of nothingness. And by the way, the beautiful thing, when the owner there at the beginning was saying this thing about, um, about people have died, well, it's, it's beautiful because he's trying to show you the, the human cost of this nonsense. People are dying because of lockdown. People are depressed. People are angry. People are scared. We're breaking, we're breaking social human moments. And we have to fight that. The beauty of that is that we need to start talking about it. We need to start pushing back against these, these mid-management. These are people who have accomplished nothing and who will never accomplish anything. And they're, they're using the power of the government to come in and stop good people who have built things, created things, restaurants and stores and jobs and businesses and livelihoods. We're letting them come in and, and basically try to stop them from doing that. Tell them, I, I'm nobody that's ever done anything, but I'm gonna tell you how to live your life. And Americans are pushing back, and, and it really is a beautiful thing. And it was making me think, you know, maybe, maybe what the next version of the Tea Party is, you know, I'm talking about the, the original Tea Party, no taxation without representation. Well, maybe it won't be a massive worldwide or, or nationwide move. Maybe it won't be that, but maybe it will be these little tea parties, these little parties that we will start springing up in all of these different little cities where people will stand up for themselves. We've seen business, 
People in Brooklyn do it. Now we're seeing it in Buffalo. We've seen it in Texas. We've seen it in Tennessee, where people will say no more of this. And the only way that this thing has power is if we all give it power. So even here in Los Angeles, the sheriffs were saying that they weren't going to back Gavin Newsom's order to lock people in their homes at 10 p.m. Like, that's how we fight back. These people only have power over us if we grant them that power, if we give them that power. So that that's a little beautiful thing there. And I hope that these sort of micro tea parties just keep stopping up, or just keep happening. And, and what would be beautiful about that is it gives you the power back. Then you decide what you want to happen in your home and in your business and at your school and in your local community. Imagine that, personal responsibility. I know, I know, I'm just crazy. Uh, okay, so let's show you another video. Now I have to warn you here, people, there's gonna be an F-bomb or two because this comes straight out of Jersey, okay? And everything about this video is why I freaking love New Jersey. It's why I love the Sopranos. It's why I love the Northeast and all of that stuff. So the, this is a woman taking this video. She saw the governor of New Jersey at a restaurant and I will unpack it a bit afterwards because uh, you know I don't like the idea of people assaulting people while they're at restaurants, right? We've played videos of this where people are screaming at people and, and actually acting violently and throwing things at them and firecrackers and all sorts of stuff. So you should never do anything violently. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, but I do think there is a difference between uh, telling a public official what what you want to say to them versus doing it to a random private citizen who's, uh, you know, just out out to dinner. In any event, uh, let's watch this video from this weekend over in New Jersey. Oh my God! Hey, how you oh doing? Oh my God, Murphy! How you doing? Such a dick! You're having you fun are... with your family. In the meantime, you're having oh. all kind of other bullshit oh, going on. Oh, you're so drunk? No, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact. Well, can you put your mask on. You can go fuck yourself. How's that? Well, I don't, don't need have a, fucking a mask, mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like fucking Trump, wrong with me. I like your Trump phone You're case. fucking right. Guess you who Trump likes? He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do, no, he doesn't like your oh, phone. He does. He does. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. I did warn you about some colorful language there. Like that to me is like just such a great example of New Jersey and like people standing up for themselves. Now, first off, okay, let's be clear. So Patrick Murphy is the is the governor of New Jersey. Now they've had all sorts of crazy lockdowns and the rest of it. So technically, technically what he's doing there was not breaking his own laws and his own regulations because he was sitting at a table. So had so I, I believe you are allowed to sit at a table. That's why these restaurants are open, right? Now, the funny part is he obviously starts feeling guilty by the end because then he puts the mask on, but he's sitting with his family at a table. There's no reason to wear the mask. Now, colorful language aside, like I just love the like balls on that woman, right? Like just, just you are not better than me. You are not better than me. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say what I want to say, right? Um, you're such a dick. <laughs> That's what she says. It's kind of great. And then what appears to be his son is like, oh no, my dad loves Trump. My dad loves Trump. It's like, come on, this is all this is all so stupid. But then, so the family members start putting the masks on as if they've done something wrong. But I, by his own regulations, I suppose that they haven't. Now look, I don't like the idea of people 
verbally going after people at restaurants and at public places and all of those things. And I've talked about why we can't have that. Like it will, it will unfurl the bonds of society if we're just constantly assaulting people verbally, certainly physically and everything else. I do think there's a little bit of a difference when it's a public person who's putting these things. So might it have been better if these women had politely walked up and said, oh, you know, Governor Murphy, uh, we're citizens of New Jersey and we're really not happy with the lockdowns, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it might have been, wouldn't have gone as viral. And, you know, these are these are Jersey ladies and, and you gotta love them for it. But again, this is what I mean by the, the sort of micro tea party version of this stuff. People are being brave. These are the types of video, you're not gonna see that Buffalo video on CNN. You're not gonna see this Jersey video on CNN. If anything, maybe that that Humpty Dumpty buffoon Brian Stelter will show this video to sort of imply that that you know Jersey people and Trump supporters are all racist white supremacists or something because they would edit it in a weird way. Uh, but I just think it's important to show you guys these things so that you feel a little more courage in your own life to to stand up for whatever you believe in. As I, as I always say, even if it's not what I believe in. Um, okay. Gonna do one more for you, because I thought this was just sort of a perfect example of how crazy everything is and how when we talk about why social justice is wrong and intersectionality is wrong and everybody's a Nazi is wrong and Trump supporters are all racist is wrong. When we talk about these things, these aren't just like micro things. These are actually really macro things that are being embedded into society at the highest levels. So over the weekend, uh, I was flipping around on my phone for a few minutes and I saw a promoted tweet. I saw a promoted tweet by Peacock TV, which is NBC's new streaming network. I don't have it, I've never seen it, but they're obviously putting money into it. They've started a digital network, right? That, that's great, they started their own digital network and they're financially promoting things. That's how it got into my timeline. And I saw this video uh, of a comedian. I suppose she's a comedian. I, I've never heard of her before. And I, as you'll see, I don't think there's much comedy going on here, uh, but a comedian by the name of Amber Ruffin. Now I have nothing against her actually, but I am gonna show you this clip and then we're gonna unpack it a little bit. And you see, you let me know if you think something is wrong with this. So this is a clip from the Amber Ruffin show uh, talking about what you should do this Thanksgiving. Ever since the election, there's been a lot of talk in the media online and maybe even in your white family's group chat about how it's a time to reach out to Republicans who are upset about the election, about how it's important to build bridges to Trump supporters and to find common ground with them. And I just wanted to let each and every person out there know that you 100% absolutely do not have to do that. In all honesty, I would suggest you don't. And here's why. Trump supporters are racist. And if you create a space for racists to thrive, they will. And is that something you want? Truly, can Cindy come over to your house and be like, yuck, Mexicans? Because if so, you are providing a safe place for her racism to flourish. Don't be like that. Giving a racist your time and energy is like giving a seed water and light. It helps them grow into a flower, but not a normal flower, one of those terrifying flowers from Little Shop of Horrors. You don't owe them anything, especially forgiveness, because it's okay if you don't forgive them for what they've done. Separating families, empowering white supremacists, bringing back Kid Rock. Your sympathy and empathy are important and necessary gifts, but you don't have to give those gifts away at the expense of your humanity. It is not a white elephant party with your office. It's a red elephant party and all of their gifts are bad and hate black people. So if you needed someone to tell you this, here it goes. 
You do not have to go to their weddings, and you do not have to invite them to yours. Your uncle isn't weird. Weird uncles have eye patches and tell ghost stories. Your uncle is a racist. And if he has an eye patch, you have a weird uncle who is also a racist. And whenever we can have Thanksgiving together again, you don't have to go. And if you do go, you can tell everybody that Uncle Patchy ain't shit. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying anything radical. I'm not saying burn it down yet. But really, I'm not saying cuss everyone out. I'm just saying you don't have to be sweet to everyone. Kindness is your gift to dole out as you see fit. And I really want you to hear this. Searching for the good in someone who thinks nothing of you is how they condition us to become accustomed to being treated like shit. Don't become accustomed to being treated like shit. You don't have to be nice to Trump supporters. You don't have to find ways to get close to them. In fact, you shouldn't get close to them because they're probably not wearing a mask. They deserve to lose and they lost. And they're allowed to be sad, but you're allowed to laugh at them because after all the things they did to us, this shit is funny as hell. Okay. I'd like to declare here on November 23rd, 2020, that comedy is officially dead because there was nothing funny there. It was actually kind of scary and gross. And now I want to be clear, I don't know Amber Ruffin. I had never heard of Amber Ruffin before this. The only reason I'm playing this clip is because NBC, which is a giant corporation that has a lot of influence and a lot of control over your lives, the messaging that you hear in news and in entertainment and everything else, they're putting money behind that, like major money behind that show. I guarantee you that whatever the budget is for that show for a year, that is significantly more than the budget is for this show that I run here, okay? Now that's well and good, and I'm not controlled by anybody, and that's wonderful. But the point is that giant corporations, in a weird way, have now decided that hating people, it's not just calling everybody racist, but that was hate. Like that was all, that, in effect, if you wanna talk about hate speech, congratulations, you got it right there, because she's telling you to hate half the country, and it's, and it's just awful. So you know what I did? I rewrote that speech, just a bit of it. I paraphrased it, and made it a little more succinct and, and did it the way that I would do it. And I'll leave it up to you guys to decide which one is better, which one is a more effective way for us to live in a pluralistic free society. So I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna say goodbye to you. So here we go. This is me making Amber Ruffin's speech decent, crazy. Ever since the election, there's been a lot of talk in the media online and maybe even in your family's group chat about how it's time to reach out to Republicans who are upset about the election, about how it's important to build bridges to Trump supporters and to find common ground with them. And I just wanted to let each and every person out there know that you 100% absolutely should do that. In all honesty, I would suggest you do because Trump supporters are not racist. If you do so, you are providing a safe place for unity to flourish. Give your family time and energy. Forgive one another for what they've done. Sympathy and empathy are important and you should give them away. So if you needed someone to tell you this, here it goes. You should go to Thanksgiving with family members that you disagree with. You should go to their weddings and you need to invite them to yours. Your weird uncle is not a racist. 
I'm not saying anything radical here, and happy Thanksgiving. All right, guys, I hope you see that that message is something that NBC maybe should be pushing, but I have no hope for NBC. But the point is, understand who the people are that want tolerance and diversity and who are the people that just trade in it as part of their grift. I think you can see what's what. Uh, reminder, guys, we just put up part one of my interview with comedian Nicole Arbor. She is absolutely freaking spectacular. If you have not seen it, check it out. She's just great. The full episode is already up at rubenreport.com. She's an actually funny comedian. Like if you think that that this Ruffin chick was awful, like you wanna see what comedy really is, Nicole Arbor is it, check out part one. And as I said, the full part on rubenreport.com. Don't forget to subscribe right here on YouTube and I'll see you guys tomorrow.